Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The Sino-American economic relationship is, as you know, a complicated one. So here's today's primer, pork. Also, a little bit of Freakonomics Radio on the broadcast today as well. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Wednesday, the 29th of May. Glad you could be with us. $4.7 billion is a whole lot of bacon, people. And it turns out it buys you a whole lot of bacon, too, and pork belly and pig's feet. And yeah, well, that's about enough of that, I guess, huh? The American corporate news of the day is Chinese, actually. The Chinese meat processing conglomerate Shuanghui International is buying Smithfield Foods, the world's biggest pork producer, for the aforementioned $4.7 billion. Marketplace's Mark Garrison reports now on what it means for American workers and shoppers for the other white meat. Okay, so pork stories may not exactly be high on your agenda, but for Americans making a living off pigs, a deal like this is wild boar-sized news, especially in the largest pork-producing state. That's what we do here in Iowa. You know, we grow corn and soybeans and we produce hogs. Iowa State livestock economist Lee Schultz believes Chinese ownership could help more of those hogs overcome trade hassles to reach the world's largest market. The meat is so important in China that the government has a strategic pork reserve. Chinese are eating more than ever. With growing demand internationally, we could see likely increases in production would mean increases in jobs. Over in another big pork state, North Carolina A&T ag professor Osei Yaboa has surveyed consumers in China. They see American pork as higher quality. Smithfield already exports to China. Yaboa thinks it'll sell more once consumers know it's Chinese-owned. That would translate into higher prices if the demand goes up. Higher prices are good for farmers, though painful to bacon-crazed shoppers. But University of Georgia ag economist James Epperson doesn't fear ham inflation here. Right now, I don't anticipate any higher prices for shoppers in the United States because we have other companies that produce pork as well. It's a pretty competitive business. He does want to see the deal examined for potential impact on America's food supply because it's China, a U.S. government panel, has to sign off on it after reviewing any national security concerns. In New York, I'm Mark Garrison for Marketplace. Pork and the other white meat didn't come out of nowhere, you know. Advertising is hard, figuring out what works and what doesn't. Advertising on social networks is a whole different kind of difficult, a lesson that Facebook is learning the hard way. More than a dozen companies have pulled their ads off the site after they ran next to offensive content. The really bad stuff, too. Homophobic and racist. It was misogynist as well. So now the social network says it's going to change its moderating policies the way it tracks and places what's bad and what's not. Marketplace's Sabri Beneshore has more now on the perils of social media and the advertising spot. A few months ago, media critic Soraya Shamali noticed some pretty gross stuff on people's Facebook pages. The memes, the pictures, uh, they ran the gamut from very strange humor about rape or domestic violence to very graphic images of women brutalized. Now, Facebook didn't put this stuff up. Creepy users did. But Facebook moderators weren't taking it down. When Shamali and others alerted advertisers... They said, until this is resolved, we will not spend our money here. 
We included Nissan UK, Nationwide Construction, and a stack of other brands. Facebook, whose survival depends on advertising, said this week it would do a better job of policing harmful content and taking it down. But how do ads and offensive content get paired up in the first place? Joseph Tarot is a professor at the University of Pennsylvania's Annenberg School for Communication. It's an accident. It's probably something that the formula had a glitch in about a word that was categorized in a certain way. Tarot says algorithms can target people, but they can miss content. Mismatches have gone on for decades. Think about a sitcom where there's an aspirin overdose. Even a funny one. Bayer doesn't want to sponsor that episode. In a world of social media, things like that are harder to catch, says Deborah Williamson with eMarketer. There are millions of status updates and tweets every day. And just the magnitude of the amount of information that is generated is staggering. Williamson says policing this amount of information is a huge challenge. The content will keep coming. The question is, will it be taken down and how fast? In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace.